Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets and artists, including Olivia Gatwood and A.E. Stallings, and original poetry read by the authors. I'm your host, James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas and Portraits of Red and Gray. For National Poetry Month, the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast features poems currently on display in the city of Dublin's first ever poetry walk. This is our second episode in this special series. Each poem is introduced and read by the poet. 26 local businesses and organizations across Dublin, California are featuring the submitted poems, and a map of all locations is available on viewlesswings.com. Hi guys, my name is Dr. Jennifer DeBee. I'm a native Texan living in Ireland, where I earned an MA in creative writing from the University College Cork in 2017, and recently finished a PhD in Mary Shelley at the same university. As the poets say, I've been widely published, with works appearing in anthologies by Raven Chronicles Press, Pact Press, and Callisto Gaia Press, something that neither impresses my cat nor pays my rent. My first novel was published by Dreaming Big Publications in late 2020, and my second novel, Heretic, is forthcoming from Wild Wolf Press in the summer of 2022. When not reading, writing, or teaching my seminar on 19th century plague literature, I enjoy typical millennial pastimes like eating brunch and neglecting my blog at jenniferdebee.com. Hi guys, this is Dr. Jennifer DeBee with my poem about tradition and memory and a few different cities all with the same funny name. This is Dublin, Texas, Ireland, California. Someone once told me it wasn't named after the Irish one that the name came from pioneers, the way settlers doubled in their wagons at night, concentric rings against the dark, the wild they came to tame. Cork's better, I mutter, the second time a tourist stumbles into us. Crossing Temple Bar, headed to the quay, Michelle reminds me that I didn't have to come to the capital for patties. And then... When a pack of Trinity kids dressed as ninja turtles wade past us, we giggle. No, that's a lie. A friend in an unfamiliar city with a very familiar name asks for a poem, and I write him a blessing instead. May you find traditions. May they make you laugh. May you find the courage for your future in your past. May your hills always be green. May your gin always be strong. May the path beneath be smooth and your journey sweet and long. Thank you. Hello, my name is Monique Roden Richardson. I was born in Oakland, California, raised in Alameda, and now reside in the Tri-Valley with my husband and son. I'm a member of the California Writers Club, Pleasanton Art League, and Dublin Arts Collective. My two passions since middle school have been both photography and poetry. Unfortunately, school, working in the medical field, and motherhood devoured my time, and I believed I was not creative. I found I only picked up a pencil throughout life when I needed to work through something. As I grew older, I reintroduced myself to those loves and became what a good friend calls me, the accidental artist. 
Of course, I didn't set out to carry my camera everywhere or write every day, but here I am. My photographs have been in galleries across the United States, on album covers, and in multiple books. I've written a magical realism story called The Unlikely Dream Catcher about a camera that can come into your dreams, and a memoir, When Then Became Now, a book I wrote about a lifelong friendship I had with a man who died from health issues created from addiction and homelessness. I wrote the story for his son to help him see his father in a different light, to meet the man I knew before his pain swept him away. The poem I'm sharing today came from a reality check after having to say goodbye for now to three people who had been in my life since I was a teenager, ones who died in their 50s, way too young. I don't typically write sonnets, although this topic called for its form. The poem I'm sharing today is called Outfool the Hands of Time. If I whisper, maybe it will not hear. Its second hands will quit ticking forward. The ones I love won't fade and disappear. I'll cherish your gift now. You have my word. I want my memories shared to exist in more than my lonely and aging mind. All the talks not had and words of love missed. For some, moments and stars never align. I refuse to be soul keeper. Please stay. Beat the dreaded hands of time together so we can share another walk one day. Leave our thoughts light as a fallen feather. Speak quietly so the clock we can fool. Time can be lovely, but when lost, so cruel. Hi, my name is Patricia J. Boyle. I am past president of the California Writers Club Tri-Valley Branch. I've published poems and short stories in several anthologies and won awards for my poetry and prose. Most recently, my poem, First Night, was a winner in the Writer's Digest 2021 Poetry Awards. I am the author of Traitor in the Realm, which is a young adult fantasy novel and the first in the Next World Over series. The second novel in the series, Broken Kingdom, is in the writing stage. I also write articles for local publications about the Livermore Amador Symphony. I'm a former research meteorologist and a retired science and math teacher. The natural world has a strong influence on my writing. I live with my husband in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you can learn more about my writing at patriciajboyle.com. The poem I'm going to read is called Wild Geese on a Gray Morning. I was inspired to write it one autumn day when a flock of geese flew over my backyard. It was a gloomy day filled with shades of gray. The honking of the geese matched my mood and was particularly haunting, which led me to try and capture the experience. Here is Wild Geese on a Gray Morning. The geese fly low overhead, calling to each other with trumpeting blasts. They flap in rhythm, heading east in ragged formation, two lagging behind. The still air feels damp and cool on my skin. A thick sheet of cloud hides the rising sun. Void of color, the honking silhouettes rise and fall beneath the ashen sky. I gaze at their retreating forms, held in place by undulating motion and lonely cries. The melancholy sound sinks into my bones. In silent communion, I yearn to fly.
Hi there, I'm Shannon Lees, and I'm originally from Texas, but I spent 12 years in Turkey, and I'm currently located in Quebec City, where I'm pursuing a doctorate in clinical psychology. I like to say that I'm a poet who finds myself constantly fascinated by the power of art to heal and transform us. My first poetry collection, Such Excess of Light, was released in 2021 with Kelsey Books, and you can find other recent work in Agapanthus Collective, The Anti-Languorous Project, Plain Songs Magazine, Wild Roof Journal, and in parentheses. When I'm not writing or studying, I spend as much time as possible kayaking, camping, and road tripping through the stunning Canadian wilderness with my husband Francis, my daughter Nessa Evanstar, and our beloved Alaskan Malamute Lucky. You can connect with me at shannonlease.com, and also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The poem I'm going to be reading today is called Body in the Sun. It was originally published in the winter special of Sarasis Magazine, and it was inspired by a line from T.S. Eliot in The Dry Salvages, which is part of his longer poem, Four Quartets. Eliot is a key literary influence for me, and in this poem he's talking about the moments of epiphany, of insight, where we suddenly glimpse the timeless, the transcendent, somehow being revealed in the world around us. These subtle hints and guesses at ecstasy that often go unnoticed on the level of consciousness, but that may affect us on a deeper level. And one of the images he uses to capture this is music. He talks about music heard so deeply that it is not heard at all. And then he goes on, and there's a little twist, and he writes, but you are the music while the music lasts. And that speaks to me so much, because in that one phrase, Eliot captures the idea that there is something profoundly meaningful and beautiful in life, and that it's not just something far beyond us that we catch an occasional glimpse of, but instead it's something that we can embody in our own selves, that is somehow incarnate in our lives, that finds expression in our stories, our very bodies, that we can access if we want, if we choose. You are the music. And yet he also captures the tragic sense of transience, of impermanence, of death, while the music lasts, because it won't last forever. And it's a really strong feeling he conjures up here with these lines. And so this poem is kind of a, it's kind of a carpe diem poem that I wrote in response to that feeling. So this poem is kind of about, to quote another, another poet, um, Mary Oliver, it's about that question, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life, in Oliver's words. So it's, it's not as profound as Eliot's original poem, but hopefully it's a, a bit more accessible. Body in the Sun Are you liking the way that we still have days? Are you finding the stars in your throat to sing? Are you dusting the tiresome corners of things? Are you chasing the whispers away? You have sailed empty-handed through thousands of dreams. You have cherished and wasted and mourned everything. You have hired an owl to teach you to sing. You have swallowed your sins on a whim. Are you doing the work that will pay for the fire? Are you riding the whales when the whales ride by? Are you filling the closets with rosemary ash? Are you going to weddings without being asked? Are you given to greeting the light 
while it lasts. Are you ready, at last, to begin? I'm Kate McCarroll Moore, a retired school district administrator and a current book coach for Christy Yamaguchi's Always Dream. I am also the former poet laureate of the city of San Ramon, and I believe in the power of poetry to promote kindness, empathy, and connection. I'm the author of Avians of Morning, a poetry chapbook, and Alpha Poetica, a poetry primer for the everyday poet. I also write novels for children that are filled with poetry. I enjoy sharing my love of language with the world. Words matter. I was not born in Ireland. My parents weren't either, nor my grandparents. We trace our Irish immigration story back generations. And yet, the first time I visited Ireland, I was dumbstruck. Looking out the windows of the airplane over Dublin, I felt a sensation I've never felt landing anywhere before. Home. That's all I could think. I'm home. Every man on the street looked like my grandfather. Every store clerk was my cousin. The streets, alleys, shops, all felt so eerily familiar. I know this place, I thought. I've been here before. This is the poem I composed on my last visit to Dublin, Ireland. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Walking the streets of Dublin, I see my grandfather everywhere. The shock of white hair and the prominent chin. The eyes that twinkle like a cliché. There he sits in Kennedy's and at the bus stop next to Oscar Wilde. He's the doorman in silk top hat and tails, opening the taxi door outside the Marian Arms. He's playing fiddle on the steps of St. Anne's. I am here in this place his father left, driven out by famine, the terrible hunger, propelled by hope, the great hunger. He came across the ocean, my grandfather's father, packed in steerage for a month with the dead and the dying, so that my grandfather could be born and sit in his house drinking tea, spooning marmalade, giving life to my father, who gave life to me, so that I could make a one-day voyage in business class, watching movies, sharing a three-course meal, knowing nothing of sacrifice and suffering, still hungry, longing for home. Hello, my name is Christopher Buck. I earned my bachelor's degree in English and creative writing from the prestigious University of Iowa. I make time each day to write, often with the, within the Midwest suburban Gothic genre, based around my relationship with isolation, relocation, and longing for reconnection as prominent themes within my work. I've been writing poetry for well over 15 years, and I still have a copy of a poem I wrote as a child that to this day is still one of my favorite pieces I've ever written. It continues to inspire me and serve as a reminder as to why I started, still do, and will continue to write. Tercet Verdon Paths is a glimpse into my childhood that often revolved around a singular green park in my neighborhood. The sun was an ever-present clock, reminding me and my friends that all good things must come to an end, but that there is always tomorrow to make our own. Tercet Verdant Paths
We used to lay about playing games on the streets and the park, dowsing knees and grass stains. Sticks and stones were swords and shot, fired in the tournament blue sky. Cloudlessly we reigned supreme our plot. Out past sundown, stars shining like dark, tracing TV static constellations and future contemplations, well past cries for dinner. Candy will have to hit the mark. Bare-chested Ursa Major suntan tie-dye, green knees and black soles, no matter the melanin, we all ended red by the end of the day. No matter if, what, which way, aloe allowed, we were reluctant to say goodbye. Goodbye means the fun has to end, the conversation has to cease, till our waving arms pass round the bend. Praying once more to see tomorrow, the sun to rise, our eyes to meet, Goodbye is just a word we'll have to borrow. Goodbye. Smells of the cold breeze sweat. Shared with every cumulative, cumulus day. When painted, what colors of fun have we not discovered yet? My name is S. Margolius. I'm an impact producer and catalyst who brings dreams and projects to life. I've written poetry and stories for decades, but kept them mostly locked away. Recently, I opened up a box, I've come to think of it as a magical box, that changed the way I've been thinking about things. I realized that to become more authentic and happier, I needed to share more of myself with others. My desire is to learn from people who see the beauty in the world and find meaning within it and help create a more peaceful and unified planet. I'm based in Toronto, Canada, and I have many babies. I've got my work, which is focused on sustainability and social change. I have my journals and writing and visual art. And I have my two sons. Thanks for listening. This poem is about soulmates. Someone who knew you, accepted you, and believed in you before anybody else did. Some people say that you aren't really supposed to be with your soulmate over the long term anyway. Instead, that person is influenced by you, inspires you to be a better person, just by virtue of being in the world. And that's what this poem is about. It's called 30-Year Engagement. I'll transcribe the story of what never happened. In the pursuit of love, we avoided pain. In the rush of hide-and-seek, we were lost in a forest of giant roses, heady scent, and occasional thorn. In this endless and timeless bouquet, we caught glimpses of each other, first chasing, then running away. From time to time, we fell into soft folds of petal nests. We gave Breathless hints where to look next. Thirty years 
go by. Up grows the sapling. Sweeping branches, self-sowed seed. Sway, weeping willow. Those dreaming beneath your canopy need not know your origin. Hello, I am Bianca Amira Zanella. I am a cis queer Vermont based performance poet, artist, and advocate living on traditionally Abenaki land. I'm privileged to be the poet in residence with Phoenix Books, hosting an international monthly open mic. My poems have most recently appeared in places like The Artful Mind, The Rutland Herald, The Mountain Troubadour, and The Reverie. I have poem films, sculptural poems, and poem paintings that have also been on exhibit with Poem City Montpelier, Merwin Gallery, Stone Valley Arts, Space, a pop-up art gallery, and Serdum Gallery. I've received the Corin Eastman Davis Memorial Award for my poem, A Prayer Before the Soup for the Suicidal Sun. In 2019, I acted as wellness coordinator for the Feminine Empowerment Movement Slam, FEMS, which was a tournament based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So much fun. And I also founded Infinite Lit, a night of spoken word poetry. Uh, and then in 2020, I founded The Paper Poet, thepaperpoet.com, and I get to offer healing poetic experiences to anyone experiencing suffering, and I continue to perform around the U.S. and globally, especially virtually now with uh, Zoom. <laughs> uh, in 2021, I attended the Ruth Stone House Next Galaxy Poetry Retreat and was nominated for the presidency of the Poetry Society of Vermont which I am currently serving in, in 2022 right now. And I love connecting poets across our wonderful state of Vermont and creating community around poetry. Please stay connected with me at thepaperpoet.com and on socials at thepoetbianca. Here's my poem, The Bread Box, which I wrote after I think many of us living and working from home turned to baking and solace in needing something a little bit more. <laughs> and yes, that is a pun. So this piece is for Alana Shonila, which um, is a, a favorite cookbook author of mine. The Homemade Kitchen. Bread Box. I promise to invite you over when this is all over. Over strangers will come to break bread at my table. 
I will put in the work this time. Knead the bread. Quit avoiding what I need. Pray with me before we slather the honey and after the meal, let's offer gratitude to the greens. We will not gossip at this table. <laughs> no, we will share stories of honor and truth. And someone will inevitably start choking while laughing and an auntie will instruct, raise your hands, look to God. And they will drink water, holy in another way. And they will laugh again. And on my left, the neighbor whom I have just met, he'll say to look in the bread box for hope. Mm, but I don't have a bread box. <laughs> to him, homemade bread is the indicator that everything is where he wants it to be in his life. But like I said, I promise to put in the work this time. I'll wear the apron, I'll make the rye, the sourdough, the French loaf from scratch, and everything will be where it should. Well, except the bread, the hope. If you believe what he believes, that it belongs in a box, no. In my house, the bread will be in our belly and everything will be where it should be in life. Only crumbs will tell our story. Thank you. Hello, Cleveland Wall here. I am a poet, teaching artist, and maker of things out of other things. I perform with the interactive poetry troupe, No River Twice, and also with the musical combo, The Starry Eyes. My first full-length poetry collection, Let X Equal X, was published by Kelsey Books in the fall of 2019. And I'm also the sole librarian at Books on the Hill, a mighty twig of the Bethlehem Area Public Library here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I used to live in the Bay Area back in the 80s and 90s during the heyday of the repertory cinema. And I used to love to go to Saturday matinees. And the memory of that experience is the inspiration for this poem. Sacrament. How many gray Saturdays did I cross under the marquee seeking solace, always met with a gust of carnival gold, fresh from the hopper, glint with mother-loving butter. Anonymous in the flickering cave, I watched the shadows back and forth, slunk in my seat, salt on my fingers, butter on my tongue. Clear through the credits, hulls and burnt kernels lolling at the bottom of the tub. After the last blip and crackle, when the lights came up, I would go outside, where sometimes the afternoon had turned golden. 
Thanks for listening, and happy National Poetry Month. Hi, my name is Samdi Basala, and I'm a ninth grader at Dublin High School. I wrote the poem Dublin Pride for the 40th anniversary of Dublin. This is my poem. Dublin is a city of pride. I've lived in this city for many years. I'm accepted here and never denied. The kindness around me has never disappeared. Dublin is a diverse place, people with different colored skin. There isn't anyone with the same face. Oh, where do I begin? Dublin has people from different cultures and races, but we have joined each other here, even though we are from different places. Hopefully, we will be together for many years. The people of Dublin can do many things. We are all different in our own way. Some people can lead like kings, or maybe even sing, but we all burn bright like a fiery blaze. I am proud to call Dublin my home. I love all the schools and its people, too. This is where I have learned and grown, and this is where my dreams will come true. When I was much younger, I had no clue that this city would be my guide. Before, this was an adventure to get through, but now I realize Dublin has much more to provide. It's been 40 years since Dublin was made, and I have grown to love this city of pride. The hospitable environment didn't ever fade, and nobody here will ever be pushed aside. Thank you. I'm Anna Ng. I immigrated to Canada in 1999 and started writing poetry in 2003. I was glad to win the 2005 Ted Parentos Memorial Award, two awards from Mississauga Arts Council, two scholarships from Westchester University Poetry Conference, and three grants from the Ontario Arts Council. I have authored five poetry collections and one collection of translations, Mirrors and Windows, which was published by Guinica Edition in 2021. My poems have appeared in the Queen's Quarterly, Arc Poetry, The New York Times, China Daily, and on CBC Radio. I have designed and instructed various poetry alive workshops for schools, colleges, and communities since 2011. I also had the honor to read on Parliament Hill, Ottawa, at Austin International Poetry Festival, Edmonton Poetry Festival, and universities in China, Canada, and USA. Here, I will read my poem inspired by my chosen name Anna. In this poem, you can hear stories of five females named Anna. I was glad that this poem was published in the Queen's Quarterly in 2021. So the poem titled, As Much As You Know. From the diary of Anne Frank, you remember few names but long hiding days. Muffled silence, ghostly shades, suppressed within walls. At the age of 15, days abruptly ended, such a brief witness. On the journey of Anna Karenina, you foretell, name was doomed, beauty, brain, and grace could not offset the hierarchy of a husband's family name, lame 
a subject to fame, overshadowed sanity. With Queen Anne's life, you grasp name as the lost glory, beheaded by power swings. The victim, the sinner, and the witch, all in one, darkened the Tower of London. Through Anna Akhmatova's voices, you catch names exiled into deserts, deserts of despair, desert of cruelty, desert of humanity. Names where pain betrays base dictators' game cards. Name misplaced in her beloved country. Now you choose Anna as your name. An angel with a broken wing, when evils cloak the sky, you neither pray for God's mercy nor ask for Mary's grace. Instead, you seek poetry as the soaring wings. Thank you. I'm Matt Babcock. I live in Idaho.、Um, I was reading James Miller's book *Examined Lives* from Socrates to Nietzsche, and I read some things about Plato that I'd never read before, and so I wrote this poem. The title is *Plato Dreamed*. Plato dreamed before he died that his soul assumed the supple form of a swan, as nimble as an impulse, darting through trees. So swift and subtle, no crafty Greek fowler could bag or wing him with whistling sling or glittering crossbow bolt. Is it heaven, never to be netted? What lyrical recitation of your sleek evasions will absorb you into dialogues with thunder in the clouds? I'm close to believing a skipping movie projector will cast my death dream on laundered bedsheets. Rippling on a slack line behind a gaunt ranch house, under the lavender skies of an austere summer, fanned with the charred scent of hot tar and burning weeds, the scene where I return as the giant tortoise, over one hundred fifty years old, at the tourist trap in South Dakota, where we stopped early in the bold prologue to our history, when our small children still thrilled at the myths I breathed. And my routine philosophies roused in them the most transcendent teaching, the lowest limbs of their happiness too high for my reaching. Good morning. My name is Marilyn J. Dykstra, and I'm finally ready to record. My husband and daughter have left for work. My son left to join the army yesterday, and it's just. Our dog Addie and me left in the house. All is quiet. In sickness and in health, I wrote this sonnet a year ago、uh, for my husband, who was suffering from an undiagnosed medical condition at the time. In sickness and in health, to my husband. In youth, we hiked up mountain peaks. Chased thunderstorms over passes, crossed knife edges and snowy patches, and waded icy alpine streams that rushed downhill. 
Turning 60, my knee began to creak and ache. Then replaced with titanium, plastic, and glue, you cooked, cared, and coached me back to health so we could hike through hills of purple lupin. But tonight, you lie in bed and wake me up to fetch our son to lift you out in dead of night to take a piss and to your face bring a smile or flinch. This morning, I lead you beside creek banks of poppies, waiting for thumps from my cane in your hand. Thank you. The Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch, subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at viewlesswings.